This is Asia's Farm to Fork Five Good Questions podcast, bringing you insights and views from across Asia's food value chain. Now for today's interview. Hi again, everybody. This is Duke Hip, host of Asia's Farm to Fork Five Good Questions podcast. And it's 2022, a brand new year, and we're very fortunate to have a great guest with us to get the get the new year underway. We've got with us today Dr. May Cho Choi, Executive Director with the Asia and Pacific Seed Association, or otherwise known as APSA here in the region. Dr. May, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Duke. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, excited about having this conversation today. And Happy Lunar New Year also. It's a, it's a special time of year. And with that, that gets us into our first question, if that's okay. With so many friends and family gatherings really taking place around the region this time of year, the common denominator really with all of them, it seems to me, is food, right? Food and the various dishes that everybody enjoys during the festive season. And of course, without the farmers to grow that food, none of that would be possible. So I'm wondering, that, in that spirit, um, if you could share a little bit about the importance of our regional farmers this time of year and really all year long. Yeah, I think this is very good starting off the question. Uh, the first question, you know, food and farmers. To me, I think uh, everyone know about the role of the farmers. I think very clear in the past two years with the pandemic, when, when we, we are facing the pandemic. And we know, you know, I think people learn more how, where we can get the food, how the food comes from. And so I think uh, there's so many supports and there's so many stakeholders that's right now, like, for example, I, I think that uh, before people do not really realize the work from farmers when come to the food on the plate. But I think now people talk more about the role of farmers and how we can support and thinking about the context in Asia Pacific region. I think everyone is aware that in our region, 40% of the, the population in the region, they're depending their life on their agriculture. Yeah, so I would think that, uh, you know, uh, now and forever, very long, I think the, that role is still very important for the region. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's a silver lining, maybe that's it. There's a greater awareness, certainly, about the importance of farmers. That, that sort of is a good pivot point to, um, to what I want to ask you about next. We're keeping, again, farmers at the, the forefront, as you know, as you just pointed out, some of the challenges or really some of the, the numbers around the population in agriculture and food and ag. Specifically, though, in Asia, we're home to the smallest size farms and the largest number of smallholders anywhere, the farmers anywhere in the world. So I'm just wondering, in your, in your view, what needs to be done to make sure that these farmers have what they need to be successful and also be good stewards of the land at the same, at the same time? And I know, for example, at APSA, you and your members work very hard to ensure these farmers have access to quality seeds. Uh, that's just an essential component, obviously, in, in food production. I'm wondering maybe there's more you can share about that specifically and the, the big picture. Yeah, I just would like to emphasize more on the importance of seeds. And I just would like to share also, I think there are so many audiences that uh, do not yet have a, a good view about when we talk about farmers, right? There are farmers who, that of course, they produce food or produce the fresh produce to the market. And there are also seed farmers, right? And so the seed farmers, actually, they are the starting point of the farmers who do the fresh produce. However, they are, you know, have interlinked. And, but uh, the, the seed farmers, of course, they're linked with the seed companies that you mentioned. That's the mission of APSA to support the farmers of this group so that the group of the, another group can get very good uh, seed quality to produce the fresh product to feed into the 
food supply chain. So for me, I, I, I see that in the, you know, in a big picture, I just would like to emphasize that it's very important when, when we talk about it, you know, deliver good quality, quality of the seeds and be, uh, to make sure that farmers can access to good quality of seeds. I think be high, simple word. There are so many things that we need to take into consideration. When, uh, so say, for example, I would like to, share that we should look at the seeds as the you know a seed of innovation uh, a seeds that can can solve the the problems of farmers and, and that's how you know everything should come in the package um that's how all the recommendations should come in terms of the policy also and i think that's uh, still the the role and the you know the role for apsa to to work on this area we are. We see very good progress, and we see that uh, you know that Asia Pacific has uh, the highest growth among other regions. But there's still lots of work we need to make sure that when we talk about good quality seed, we make sure that uh, we understand clearly what is good quality, right? In terms of, as I said, um, not only the when not only talking about the end product. But uh, before, you know, we deliver the, the, the thing that we call good quality, what is uh, needed to, to put in the package? Well, that's a very good point, uh, obviously. And um, uh, I just can't help but think about, uh, she's talking about these, the importance of the seed in that equation. Um, there are uh, so many things, so many challenges really that farmers are facing. And, and one, of the, one of them that comes to mind, and there's a new data point for this every day, is climate change. And every day there's a new story around something that's happening that farmers are really suffering ill effects because of the, the impact of climate change. And, and with that, you know, I wanted to take a look back last year, of course, the UN really highlighted that. I believe there was a, the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, of course, in August released their report um, that's gotten so much coverage, uh, noting the irreversible climate change that's occurring and calling for really rapid actions and global cooperation. And in concert with that, UN, UN Secretary uh, Gutierrez Noted, really calling it a code red for humanity. So really, all the, the wrong metrics are are coming to to light in this situation. So I'm wondering, you know, what does this mean for food security here in Asia, and and what should stakeholders be thinking about and be doing really be doing to help? I think this is another great question, and is uh, you know the question that we cannot uh, avoid thinking about the solution. Right. I, I see that there's so many campaigns right now, uh, beside what you mentioned about uh, the red code for humanity. There's so many campaigns around the world. I think last year we heard about Food System Summit and you know sustainable uh, development goals. Also, there's so many themes just to call out for the attention from all the stakeholders in the global food supply chain to create the awareness that uh, if we don't act now, we are. I think we are already too late. Right, according to so many uh, reports, what you asked about the climate change and about the food security, I just would like to add my own opinion into this context too. I, I I think that when we talk about climate change, I would like to hear also you know on the high level uh, policy focus and talk about uh, what about science and technology that we can bring as the solution for the climate change, especially when we talk about it, agriculture. And I think this is very important. Um, we heard a lot, uh, you know, in the, the previous forums, in the Food System Summit, and, you know, you can mention uh, also, you input the theme on the fruits and vegetables. 
And that's because, you know, we see uh, that so many people, uh, they are suffering from the malnutrition and how can um, we, uh, we, when we, I say we, I mean, um, I'm, I'm represent uh, the like seed sector also and the seed farmers. How can we help um, as a starting point of the food, uh, global food supply chain, give a good input with the innovative technology in the breeding also to cope with the climate change. I can just emphasize on uh, four keywords which I think that um, when, when if I give example, I think that it is clear for everyone that uh, each one has the interlinks uh, among each, each word. So the first one is crop diversity, right? And the second one is the food security. Third one is social security. And the fourth one is climate change. So this for that link, if, uh, I mean, we don't see the change in climate, I mean, if we have a good climate, good condition, everything is well reserved, right? But once we, when we talk about climate change, I think we think about extreme weather fluctuation, right? And we talk, when we talk about extreme weather fluctuation, that's, you know, other words, other keywords that I share with you start to get at worse impact. Right, like uh, we see in terms of the seed um, sector, we see of course a new emerge uh, pest. I think you have heard, everyone have heard about the fall armyworms, how devastating uh, the farmers have, and also the new diseases uh, in tomato and pepper, like TOBRFE. There are so many things. There are so many change in the regulations, and that uh, eventually impact the food security due to the climate change, right? Because once, uh, if the product get produced, but then we got, uh, you know, the change in the regulation quite often because of the new emerging pest, uh, you know, the farmers could not get the seeds right on time. And agriculture, you know, always depend on the climate. So if you miss the season, it means that is impact to the crop productivity. And so I think the solution here, we would like to see that um, we focus more or encourage helping farmer using uh, high technology in terms of the farmer farming mechanization also, the accession to the you know machine for the agriculture for the for the farmers and for uh, I mean for the breeders, we should support more in terms of you know providing the a good policy for the breeders to work on the new breeding technology as a tool to solve this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we've heard so many times too from others as well, the, the importance of role of technology innovation, helping drive, you know, mitigation, certainly climate change. And so that brings me in a, in a nice sort of segue to the next question. We've talked a lot about the challenges that farmers are facing. Climate change has got to be near the top of the list. But at the same time, we're trying to sort of um, prepare and, and arm farmers farmers for that uh, for those challenges. Uh, we're also trying to drive home the point, I think, as stakeholders about sustainability, about being good stewards of the land, something that we touched on earlier. And you mentioned the, the Food System Summit. Uh, that was a topic that I know that was, um, you know, was a chief topic uh, with that discussion. So, uh, and, and they, you've sort of seen this evolution with sustainability being a buzzword, being more of an expectation, right? People want to know where their food's, food's from, how is it grown? And that's all understandable, certainly considering dwindling natural resources and all the, all the um, challenges that we face. So, in your opinion, you know, what is the greatest challenge for ensuring security in our food systems here in Asia? Yeah, I think uh, we can count a number of challenges, but when you ask about greater challenges, 
I think, uh, you know, of course, other challenges before I talk about the greater challenges that, of course, people, I mean, even everyone is aware that the world population, right? And uh, that's, of course, food demand increase and, you know, the food price impact, also food price increase. And similar to what I share with you on the climate change, because two things impact each other, like, like for example, uh, if you have issue with climate change, how can we sustain the, the food security or the food system, right? And so that's why I think since these two are very important topics right now, I still would like to elaborate on the or encourage more on the technology and innovation. And so, um, so that, for example, everything should be sustained. But beside that, I think thing that we need to talk more, bring out more, is how can we sustain in terms of the human resources? You know, uh, I think this is the thing that we beside um, we talk about innovation, we talk about uh, policy, we talk about this and that. But what about the the, the learning, or how can we sustain in terms of the human resources to put into this uh, um, sector? I think, uh, like for example, APSA start to have the campaign or program to collaborate with um, university. And so the private and public partnership, I think this is very crucial also to, to sustain the, the food system because you know what I mean? Because we are, when we talk about sustainability, we are not talking about the, the law. We're not talking about a short-term solution, right? We talk about long-term solution. So I think this is the, for me um, uh, personally, I think this is very important to make sure that, you know, in the next 10 to 20 years, you have also good talent come into this pipeline. While uh, these, of course, these young talent can help to um, think about the new technology and provide better solution for the agriculture and the food system. Yeah, thank you for that. That's a that's a really good point. I don't think we've heard of that very much or nearly enough as we should have. Well, as we get closer here to the end, we, we've tra- we talked a lot about the challenges, so many things, tough topics and, and uh, big barriers for farmers and for food production. But I'd like to lighten it up a little bit here, the fifth question, and maybe change it up. And one of our, one of our sort of hallmark pieces is we like to ask uh, our guests to look into the crystal ball and look, look mm-hmm. ahead by a few years and Maybe think about some positive developments, things that are uh, underway that you think maybe might be realized in the next five, 10 years or so, and uh, maybe a good good new development for the region. Yeah, I, be, I imagine if I have a crystal ball now, <laughs> yeah. I look in through that, I see the crystal ball as a world and I see everyone connected through by using digital uh, information. We have a great big data, you know, the farmers understand and be able to prepare about what do they need to, you know, do before the, the climate is changed or before the, the weather is it's fluctuated. They are well prepared and we, everyone used uh, the big database to talk even across countries that how I see in the 10 years mm-hmm. and for the seed sector, how can we understand the demand of the, the consumers uh, how can we be more uh, innovative in terms of, uh, you know, the producing the the, the new uh, varieties to support, uh, you know, to add like a nutrition? I see that food should be should be the medicine, you know, in the next ten years. So 
I, I am looking forward to see such technology that we we do not need uh, antibiotics. We don't need a vaccine, maybe perhaps a uh, food or some kind of um, leaf or food can even herbs can add more kind of the those kind of bioactive for for the for the human. And I think that the, I think. What I would like to see in the next 10 years is, you know, we, we cannot, cannot avoid the fact that we will have small holder farmers anyway in, in Asia, right? But I would love to see that more and more uh, young generation go into the, you know, food production. When I say food is, you know, vegetable and all those things producing like in the, even in the urban, in, 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 in the city with the, by using the high technology, so, so that's kind of, you know, environment, we would sustain the food system. That's how I, I see in the next yeah. years. Yeah. No, that's a great answer. Great answer. And, and, and uh, since this is Lunar New Year, maybe a bonus question here as well. What is your favorite uh, Lunar New Year treat or food that you'd like to eat? Wow. Uh, of course, I'm Thai. I, I love Thai food. Uh, yeah. My favorite dish is Somtam papaya salad. Ah, excellent. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> That's a great answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, officially with that, you are officially off the five good questions hot seat. And Dr. May, thank you for doing this today. We appreciated you coming by and great to catch up. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, please rate, review, and subscribe. We look forward to bringing you another five good questions interview. 